Okay, so we're going to learn tonight, Be'ez Hashem, about the miraculous crossing of Klai Yisrael on their entrance to Yisrael, the way they crossed the Yarden River. Yeshua had gathered all the people, like we saw. He had put them all between the two bade of the Aaron, the two staffs of the Aaron, to show that they had now communal responsibility for each other. Arvus, as you said, the principle of joint responsibility had come into effect. And now Yeshua tells me in Pasuk Yud, with this you're going to know that there's a living Hashem in your midst. In other words, Hashem is actively helping you. And just like you can do miracles now, understand as well, He'll drive out in front of you all the various nations which live in Eretz Yisrael. Asaknani, Asachiti, Asachivi, Asaprizi, Asakigoshi, and what's the sign, what's the nace going to be? So he explains. The Aaron the Kodesh, it's called Aaron Abris, is going to go in front of Claudius into the Yarden. You're going to see it's significant that he calls it here the Aaron of the Bris Adon Kola Oretz. It's not the normal name which is given to Aaron Kodesh. So... And what happens? He says, Yisrael take twelve people from Kari Yisrael, a representative of each Shavet. What these twelve people were for, we're not going to learn tonight. We'll see in the next chapter. Yisrael designated them, but the job they're going to do only comes afterwards. And now going back to what's going to happen. When the soles of the feet of the Kohanim, who are the ones who carry the Noisi Aaron Hashem, again, Adon Kola Aretz, the ones who carry the Aaron of Hashem, which is Adon Aretz, touch the waters of the Yarden, the Meha Yarden, Meha Yarden Yukoresun. The waters of the Yarden are going to split. And how is it going to happen? Hamaim Hayarden Milamalo, the water which is coming upstream, the water which is coming from higher up, which is going to happen, the Yamdu Neid Echod. The, the water coming down is going to pile up and become a ever-growing, so to speak, pillar going into the sky because it's been prevented from going downstream. And that's what happens. When the people change from where they were camping, with the tents, the Kohenim were carrying out in front of everyone. When the, the carriers of the Aaron, the Kohenim, their feet touched, were, were dipped in the water, and the, the river was very full. It was a time of year, Nisan, at the end of the winter, when all the snow has melted, the, the rivers are full from all the rain. So the river is overflowing its banks, but as soon as their feet touch the water, what happens? All the water coming downstream, instead of continuing to flow downstream, stops with the Kohenim and therefore the water starts to pile up. It went so high that back, backed up, so to speak, until the, the city called Adamair, before she explains the name of the city, so that's the, going upstream. And what happens is the water going downstream continues to go downstream. The water flowing down the, downstream on the Yarden towards the Yamamelech, which is beyond where the Kohenim stood, stood in, the, in the water, continues to flow, and therefore there's left with a gap. 
and therefore the people could cross where the water had, so to speak, parted. Let me just finish the one more pasuk and we'll explain everything. And therefore the Kohenim stood in the, the, in the dry land where the water had been in the Yarden, the bank of the Yarden. And while they were standing there, and then the whole Kohenim marches past the Kohenim. The Kohenim didn't cross the Yarden. They just stood where they were. And the whole Kohenim marches past them in dry land until the other side. Now we have to explain the story, but that's the story of the nace of the crossing of the Yarden River. Okay, so... It's a city. The water backed up and went higher and higher because as more water comes downstream and it can't flow down, so it starts to, so to pile up on itself. So it went a certain amount backwards. And then... Right, and now the water goes higher up because... It didn't just start going higher up at right. that point. It right. Also moved back. right. It moves backwards until this place called Adamair. And it also goes high up. And the Midrash is high enough that the whole, of, all the Malachi Kanaan could see this like, pillar of water up in the air. And it was, it was significantly high. Two things to talk about here. Firstly, we see in the Nach that the nace of crossing the Yarden is always contrasted with the nace of the Yamsuf. Of crossing the Yamsuf. Both times the water split in order to allow the Jewish people through. We even say in Tehillim, which you're going to say by the Shem this week in Hanukkah, we put them together. Malacha Yom Kitanus. That's the sea ran away. That's talking about Kriyas Yamsuf. Hayar Dein Tisav Laachar. The Yarin turns back, as opposed to Yamsuf, where the water froze and all there was no water. Everything turned into ice, or and all froze, became solid. When it came to Yamsuf, Hayar Dein Tisav Laachar, the Yarin turned back on itself. And as all the water coming down backed up and therefore became the huge pillar. But the two are put next to each other. The two are put next to each other is the two Nisim, so to speak, Hashem did with water. But even, so even though there's a similarity, there's a very big difference, and that's what I want to talk about now. And that is, what was the, so to speak, the catalyst for the nace of Yamsuf, and what caused the nace of the Yarden? When it came to Yamsuf, as we know, there's various Midrashim, but they all come to the same main point, and that is, there's a certain level of mysterious nefesh which was required. Whether it was the whole of Shevet Binyamin, whether it was Nachshim bin Aminadov, someone had to go into the sea until the stage where there was as far as they could go, until the, the necks were underwater, and then the sea split. It needed a certain uh, mysterious nefesh on the part of Klai Yisrael. Whereas when it comes here to the Aiden, that wasn't required. The Kohenim stood in the water, the nace happened, and only afterwards all the people passed through. So what, what was the, the reason which causes the nace Difference. So really, the Arachaim, on the story of Yitzhak Mitzrayim in Pashas Peshalach, he comes to Yamsuf, he talks about not exactly in this point, but there's a principle. And the Arachaim says a very important principle there. He says the nace of Kriyas Yamsuf happened before Klaishal got the Torah. The nace of Kriyas Yamsuf happened before Klaishal got the Torah, and if that's the case, it was a nace of the scope that it needed a certain amount of soul sacrifice. It needed something for Klaishal to do to show they deserved the nace. Because it was a tremendous nace, and uh, in order to deserve something like that, which is out of the ordinary, so we need a tremendous source of schus. Masha Enken, this is the Arachaim, the Leshem, Shlomo Yashif, in his Sefer, he explains something more, the same principle, and he says, once we've gotten the Torah, so really the world's given to us as well. Since now that we've been given the Torah, we are the custodians of the world. Right, like we saw in the Nefesh Shachayim Shia. 
But now it's up to us. We have the Torah, we have the ability to maintain the world. If that's the case, it doesn't need that same level of mysterious nefesh in order to do nisim. We don't have to like, kind of show Hashem that He should do the nisim for us. It's up to us. And therefore, if we, the Nosei Torah, want a certain thing to happen, so we have the right to make it happen. There's a Gemara in Chulun on the Zayn, the Arachayim brings this Gemara, that Pinchas ben Yair was traveling somewhere. And he wanted to cross the river. He was on his way to be Poydish for him, to free captives, and there was a river in the way. It was called the Ginai River. And he said, the Pinchas says to the river, he says, Ginai Nara Plogli, split for me. And the river says, no, I'm not splitting for you. My job is to be a river. And uh, you see that Rav Pinchas doesn't get into a debate with the river. He says, either you split, or I'm going to be goes on you that you're going to dry up. And the river splits. So the Gemara in Zayin. And the Arachim says that what the, the saw it was, that Lichar, it seems that Rav Pinchas could do something which, when it came to Yamsuf, needed tremendous self-sacrifice. And yes, just, listen, you, I'm, I'm going to, if you listen to me, well, I'm going to declare that you're not going to be a river anymore. And the Arachim says the same you saw it over there. Once the Torah was given, so then the, just like the, the responsibility for maintaining the world belongs to the Jewish people, that's our responsibility to keep the Torah the whole time, if that's the case, we also have the right to dictate, so to speak, what we want to happen. And if it's coming from either the collective body of Klai Yisrael or whoever the leaders of Klai Yisrael are who have the right to do that, so we matter we don't need the serious nefesh to the same level. We don't have to convince Hashem to do this. It's in our hands. It's in our hands. And therefore, the idea of the Nes, of the crossing the Yarden, was the same idea. The idea was, it doesn't need Klai Yisrael. If the Ayin HaKodesh goes into, which is holding the Luchas, holding the Torah, that goes into the water, the water is going to split. And that was a, hemshech, what we lost, a continuation of what we learned last night. That just like before going to Yisrael, Yeshua gathers all the people in front of the Badi Aaron, and the idea was to show that you're now responsible collectively for maintaining the Torah. So the second part of the nation is how they crossed into Eretz Yisrael was to show that when we do have that ability to maintain the Torah, so then, then we, can, we have the ability to control the world. We can do nothing. And therefore, I didn't need anything more than Eretz part than to show that when the Kainim walk into the river, immediately the water splits. Okay, that's the first point. Why was the difference here? That was the first difference between the nation and the nation Mitzrayim. The second thing we see the difference between the Nesia and Mitzrayim is that in Mitzrayim, the water all froze. It became a coffle, like it says, all, the water became pillars. And Kaisal walked on dry land. Over here, the water didn't freeze. It remained water. What happened was the water going downhill continued to go downhill, so downstream. The water higher up was still water, just backed up. And it, prevent, it provided that same dry land in the middle for Kaisal to go through. What was the difference at Bamitzrayim? There was an idea that the water it, it changed its nature from water to 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 a solid, you can call it ice maybe or whatever it was, but it solidified. And over here there was no need for the water to solidify. There was a stationary. In the Yamsuf the water was stationary. Here oh. the water's flowing. Good. So you saw what I was about to say. Right? And the difference is partial. When it came to Yamsuf, the water's not going anywhere. You have to cross the sea. If that's the case, the, the, you're going to have to separate both sides of the water for people to go, for Kaisal to go through. Master Anka, when you're talking about a river which is flowing, so we only need to stop the, the water flowing down. The regular the night stops the water flowing down, then there's a, automatically you're going to have dry land because it's not, it's, it's not a stationary water which has to be moved in both directions. There's another point also. And that is the, what, what the impact was meant to be. The impact of Yamsuf was meant to be something the whole world felt. 
Right? All the water in the world spills according to one midrash, or the whole world knew about it. They said in the shirt, the whole world knew about it. And if that's the case, the scope of the nays was something that the whole world would know. Uh, happened everywhere. The idea of the nays going into Eretz Yisrael was specifically directed for the kings of Eretz Yisrael, which is what, which, which they should see that Kleishol is coming into Eretz Yisrael, so to speak, to attack them. And they should see the miraculous nature of how it happens. And that's like I said before, the midrash says that the, the mountain of water, so to speak, the pillar of water grew high enough so that all the kings in Eretz Yisrael could see it. It wasn't meant to be the same as Yitzhak Mitzrayim, as, as the Kriyas Yamsuf was. It was meant to be a lesson for the whole world. That's a key to, why? What is the difference? Kriyas Mitzrayim, or Kriyas Yamsuf, I'm sorry, was Hashem's demonstration to the world that He's chosen Klai Yisrael as His nation. We'll speak about this more when we're talking about Pesach, but there was two steps to Yitzhak Mitzrayim. There was going out of Mitzrayim itself, but that, wasn't, that was punishing the Egyptians. That was letting Klai Yisrael free. The, the sh- showing that now this, this is Hashem's nation that He's taken care of, that was demonstrated to the world, not to the Mitzvah, to the world at Kriyas Yamsuf. And therefore it was something which the whole world had to see. The whole world should see that this is, uh, these are the, this is now the chosen nation. This is now the Amashem. We see that that's what caused Amalek to come and fight with him. We see that's what brought Yisra to come and convert. That wherever, the, wherever the other people were in the world, that was the effect of Kriyas Yamsuf. Now this has already been established 40 years ago. The idea of the Nais here by the Yardin wasn't to prove Klaishal's Prominence is Lam Hashem. What the idea was here was to show that Hashem is watching them or helping them in the context of Eretz Yisrael. Exactly like Yeshua said to them. Right? He says to them that with this you know that just like Hashem is going to uh, do this nice view, then you know the same way He's going to drive out all the foreign kings of Eretz Yisrael. And if that's the case, this, the, the miracle was intended for Klai Yisrael on the one hand to see it and give him the, give him the confidence, give him the reliance that Hashem is watching him at the same time for the Malachi Knan to see it. And like we saw in the beginning of Perikei, when the Malchi Knan did see this, as the first Bosque says in Perikei, that they saw the nest of Hadha across the Yarden, So who heard about it? All the Malchi Menachem with the Moirim and the Knani who were in Eretz Yisrael, and they saw how Hashem had dried the Yarden to the clash of the cross, that causes them also to lose all confidence because they see that Hashem is fighting miraculously, so to speak, on behalf of the Jewish people. That's the second point. And that brings us to the last point. And that is why it refers specifically here to the art of the Bristles of Hashem as Adoin Kola Aret. Why is he called, we asked before, why is he called the Adoin Kola Aret, the master of the world? So this is really goes back to the first Rashi in the Torah. Rashi says, why does the Torah begin from Bereshis? Really, if the Torah is meant to tell us the mitzvahs, it should start from the mitzvahs. Why do we go back to the story of Bereshis? And Rashi, they bring the Pasuk, it's really explaining Chazal, but the Chazal brings the Pasuk, it says, Koyach ma'asav higid la'amoy, lo'asas lem nachas goyim. That Hashem showed His strength to the world to give them the nachal of the goyim, to give them the inheritance of the goyim, which was the Eretz Yisrael. And Rashi explains that if the guy will one day come along and say, Listen, Matem, you stole our, our, our homeland. You stole the areas where we were settled and you took Eretz Yisrael for yourselves. We will tell them that oh, the whole land belongs to Hashem. He took it away from you and he gave it to us. And therefore, where do we see that in Sefer Bereshis? So the Ramban elaborates what Rashi says. And the Ramban, in the beginning of Sefer Bereshis, explains that we see that when, a person, when the nations didn't do what Hashem wanted, whether it was the generation of the flood, or the generation of the dispersion, or, or Stam, or any other nation, Hashem destroys them. 
he's still the Banabais. He's still in charge of what happens in the world. And therefore, there's no difference between drowning the, uh, the nation of the, the generation of the flood or scattering the generation of the Dora Palaga or chasing the, the Ambarim out of Eretz Yisrael because they weren't deserving. It's the same you said, that the origin of Kodesh Baruch Hu. And therefore, we see historically that Kodesh Baruch Hu, when he wants to take it away from them and give it to us, he can. It's not a problem. And that's, a, that's the concept of our Doin Kola Oretz. Hashem is the master of the land. He's still, take, he's, not, he's still there and he's still in control. And therefore, the point of the night here wasn't to stumble away to cross to Israel. It was to show that Hashem is the Odin Kalaret. He's, he's, he's in charge. And therefore, since he now decided to take it away from the Amorim, right, that, that's his right as being the Balabai. to decide he wants to chase them out. Oretz could specifically refer here to Oretz Israel? Oretz could, but Lemaise refers to the whole world. That's not Hashem. And he decides to chase them out. So we made a, this was another reason Essentially, this was another reason for the kings in Eretz Yisrael to be afraid of the because they understood the implication of the Nes. It wasn't just time away to transfer to Israel. It was to show Hashem is in charge. And this is, his, this is his, so to speak, campaign. And if that's what he wants to do, then we made it. We have no one knows that Hashem is in charge. He can do what he wants. And that was the lesson to Kaya Yisrael also. That uh, the, the way they went into Eretz Yisrael was to show that it's not being done. The, the campaign of Eretz Yisrael, like we saw at the very beginning of the Sefer, well, there was a stride if it would be done in a natural, so to speak, terms of battle, or it would be a campaign which is being led, so to speak, miraculously. And as we already see here, we'll see throughout the battles, that, there was that it was Hashem leading the campaign. It was the, the, the Adon Kodaret. The same, just like here, the Arna Kodesh was the, what caused the wars to split. We'll see when it comes to Yerichai, also the same idea, that the Arna Kodesh is what's going to bring Yerichai down. And it's the same, the same message we meant to learn. That this wasn't Klai attack. This was Hashem's campaign that he wanted to take Eretz Canaan away from the nations who were there and instead give it to us in, in, in place of them. I mean, man, that was the chizok. That was the... When Shem told Klai to learn and to get strengthened by this and by what they saw now, that they see now that they're and fighting Hashem's war. And so this is that, that, that would be the confidence that they're going to be successful in the battles as well.